Well, okay. It seems as if my mind has been made up. We're doing more Loki stuff. <laughs> okay, okay. I know I said we probably weren't going to be doing Loki episode two, but that was before I saw episode two. And instead of being like WandaVision, where it's like, okay, the mystery's intriguing, but I don't really have much more to say. It's instead, oh, they've changed the entire plot of the, this entire show going forward. Because they just skipped ahead five episodes. Ugh. Oh, this is... I'm sorry, this is beautiful. I love this show so much. Loki's always been one of my favorite characters. He's easily my favorite villain in the entire MCU. Uh, I know there are a lot of people who are like, what about Killmonger and Thanos? I'm like, yeah, but Loki's a lot more fun. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, those two are well written, but Loki's just so much fun. He's actually one of the first characters that got me to actually read the comics. So, uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, today we're talking about Loki, episode two. Uh, I saw it on Wednesday, recently we watched it today, you know, picking through it for anything more. And, uh, yeah, it's good. I mean, what a surprise. Marvel has produced yet another amazingly well-made show with a really good cast and also a good script and an amazing premise that they've upturned, like, halfway through. Go figure. <laughs> and we keep loving him for it. Anyway. So, for those of you who haven't seen my other Loki review, just go watch that. Catch yourself up. It's literally, you know, the episode before this one, so it's not much to get caught up on. Watch the show first. It's almost my preference. Okay? All right. So, since we're doing a uh, continuation from Loki, and part of this is just, like, me theorizing, I'm kind of going to divide this episode a little weird. So, first, I'm going to give a general overview. Then I'm going to talk about, you know, production, you know, characters, cast, effects, you know, anything new like that. There probably won't be more to say aside from, you know, go see my Loki episode, but if there is anything, I'll say it there. Then I'll go into spoiler stuff. And then after that, I'm going to have a section about theorizing because there's some very interesting questions and some of them I don't think people are asking. So hopefully I can say something new. All right. Okay, let's get started. So this episode kicks off right after the previous one. Um... Basically, Loki is in, has decided to join the time TVA. Of course, this is Avengers 1 Loki, so he's obviously plotting his own scheme in the background, you know. Um, and he is going to try and help them catch a, another Loki variant. Um, we're actually informed that Loki is one of the most common uh, beings in the, multi, in the timeline to have variants. So, like, he's one of their... Apparently, he's the uh, one of the beings they've had to you know, erase the most copies of, uh, because he breaks off from the timeline so often, which is interesting because Loki's, you know, the chaotic free, you know, freedom, like it's his, the, that's one of the major things of the series, it seems, is Loki's, um, belief that chaos is a necessary part of existence and life and without it, it's dull, as opposed to the TVAs, everything has to go just the way we planned it in the sacred timeline because order. A simple chaos, order, both extremes kind of story. Um, I kind of agree with Loki, but, you know, I, Get, I get where the TV is coming from. It's nice to know that everything's planned out, but it also really sucks if you're one of the people who that plan uh, kind of screws over. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, Loki ends up screwing things up at the first crime scene they go to. It's like this Renaissance Fair place. They variants have captured a new um, TVA member. And, you know, he gets it, you know, Mo Mobius starts getting chewed out for... Saying you really need him is like he's just wasting your time and screwing with you, Mobius. Which, to be fair, Loki was doing. Um, but eventually, you know, he's 
we're, we're seeing Loki, you know, redeem himself again, because this is old, bad Loki instead of, you know, new, redeemed Loki that got killed by Thanos. Uh, spoiler for Endgame, spoiler for Infinity War, which none of you should need because you should all have seen it before you see this movie. Like, this, I don't understand how the show can make much sense if you haven't already seen Infinity War and Endgame, so I'm just not gonna even consider those spoilers anymore. Um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, the entire show is pretty good. Like, that, that's the basic plot, so going on to other stuff. Uh, show is pretty good. We get to see more of the, uh, Miss Minutes character who was in that little TVA propaganda video in that, um, waiting room scene for Loki. And she's like, uh, she has this interesting line where it's like, are, are you recording or, like, are you alive? It's like, a bit of both? And I'm like, okay, oh, she's just like an advanced AI or something, or maybe she has some more sinister purpose because she seems to be really aware of herself, how to flip between hologram and computer screens and stuff like that. So I am interested to see what it's, what the deal is with her. Uh, maybe she's one of the timekeepers. <laughs> okay, if I'm right about that, I will... Uh, 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 please don't let me be right about that. Like, it would be funny, but it would also be kind of dumb, too. Which, I guess that fits the Marvel brand pretty hard, but, you know. Funny and kind of dumb. You know, a lot of their twists are like that. Uh, let's see, what else? Uh, Loki is still going through his little existential crisis, but he's still very clearly, like, I actually really like that Tom Hilston is, like, playing, he's really good at playing that older Loki from, like, Thor 2 and, um, you know, uh, Avengers and Thor 1, the, the trickster who's actually plotting stuff, he's sort of trying to work with the, with the TVA, who, um, at this point I'm not even entirely sure of the good guys, I'm not really sure that there's really a good guy, Loki's our protagonist, so we'll probably go with his, his view in the end, um, like, I want the multiverse back, so I want the, I want the Loki to win. I want multiverse. Uh, it sounds like fun. And it sounds like the multiverse of madness says the Loki is gonna win, so, you know, uh, the Doctor Strange movie title is apparently a massive spoiler. <laughs> I mean, I guess also WandaVision, if you were looking at all the stuff in that show. Uh, cause, uh, Wanda, for those of you who don't know, WandaVision kept bringing up the Nexus as, like, a major plot point. It's like, the Nexus, the Nexus. And apparently Nexus events are deviations of the timeline, so, uh, and from what I understand, the comments has something to do with, like, a point, you know, a central point in the multiverse, uh, something like that. Don't know the details. Will be interesting to find out. So, yeah. Uh, that's the non-spoiler part of this review. Really good episode. The ending is a massive twist, so if you haven't seen it yet, go see it. I understand it's a new, new episode. Some of you might wait to binge. That's fine. We're going to spoiler talk now. Okay. There's a lot to unpack here. This episode is really interesting for a few reasons. First of all, we discover that the TVA actually does have a few blind spots. See, they're able to detect when the multiverse starts, like, reforming, when a Nexus event occurs and a, a variant threatens to make a new branch in the timeline. That would, you know, branch out and branch out and then eventually create a multiverse. So, um, before they can branch again and become basically, you know, terrifying, you know, multiverse cataclysm, like the TVA says they are anyway, um... They go in and detect them. They can detect when these branches form. But Loki figures out that if a massive apocalypse comes, like a really sudden natural disaster, no one survives, um, you know, areas so damaged that any physical uh, disruption is wiped away, that kind of thing. So like something like Pompeii or Ragnarok or a supernova, something like that. Uh, in an apocalypse, in the time before the apocalypse happens... There's no branch. Like, you can, you know, do whatever you want to a certain extent, and as long as you don't save anyone's life or prevent some, or, you know, save someone who should have died, um, 
you basically have prevented the timeline from branching outward. Because you're all gonna die, they're all gonna die anyway. Doesn't matter if they die a few feet away. Uh, apparently these ha- these have to be s- very small moments of time, they have to be naturally occurring, they have to happen very fast with no time for response or survival. Uh, think massive tsunamis, uh, her- you know, earthquakes that devastate entire, uh, like volcanoes, tsunamis, uh, supernovas, Ragnarok, I said all that stuff, yeah. Yeah, so those. Um, and it's actually really clever. Like, I really like that Loki is the one that figured it out because it's the kind of loophole Loki would totally exploit. And, you know, they're hunting a Loki. So Mobius is like, yes, I knew I kept you alive for a reason. Uh, and Mobius is kind of interesting, too. Uh, he has, like, a thing for jet skis now. It's like, uh, I kind of like him. Uh, he's He really seems like the boring middle manager kind of guy. Like, seriously, his favorite thing is a magazine about jet skis because he thinks they were one of those few moments in history where form met function in perfect harmony. It's like, dude, it's a jet ski. Like, they're fun, but, <laughs> uh, you know. And he's like, I can't ride one. That would screw up the timeline. Do you know how, Do you know what a time cop on a jet ski would do? People would look at that all the time. I'm like, yeah, that would totally be a movie. Everybody would be watching that. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and they end up going to this, uh, like, climate disaster in 2050 that's about to destroy this mass- massive uh, supermarket with and all the people and things inside. And they figure out the Loki, mu- thanks to some evidence recovered from a previous crime scene, they figure out that the Loki must be hiding out there, and they go to confront them. And here's where the twist comes in. Okay, first up, the Loki had been attacking the TVA. We saw it a little bit at the beginning, but they had attacked him with this sort of mind magic, so they were always, like, this cloaked figure in the shadows... Uh, they would, he would, you know, they would take control of someone and use them to do most of the dirty work, stabbing the others to the back while they're distracted, that kind of thing. He captures an officer, apparently got her to tell her where the timekeepers are. You know, he, they screw around with Loki using some meat puppets. Uh, it's kind of embarrassing watching the God of Mischief, an actual Asgardian, get his ass kicked by, like, just the random, uh, idiots in a convenient, hiding out in a storm shelter in a, like, giant supermarket. But, Whatever. Uh, I guess magic strength. I mean, they're, they're throwing him through some, like, through some tables and breaking stuff. Like, I guess, I guess they probably, the spell probably just gave him super strength or something like that. Just assume they gave him super strength. Whatever. Uh, but here's where the big twist, and this is one of the reasons I actually want to do this episode, is the Loki is revealed to be a female Loki. Now, we saw a few images of other Lokis when they were like, yeah, these are the most common, you know, time criminal or of all time. The most common variant we've had to catch. And you see these like monstrous Loki and like, you know, some of Loki's like older costumes almost. And it's like, okay, so most of these could be just like small events, you know. Uh, maybe Loki got like cursed and got turned into a monster when he wasn't supposed to. Okay, he's a variant now. You gotta track him down. Uh, you know, the others are just, you know, he walked out the path. These could just be him at older time periods. But the female Loki brings up some interesting questions. Apparently, variants are just disruptions in the time zone, time stream. They're, they have to be up to a certain level of disruption into other people's actions before they can be detected, though. So, that means that this Loki... I mean, if Loki was born female, that would immediately change the way people reacted to him from the moment where he was born. Which means, either she was born a variant... You know, she was supposed to be born male, but she was born female and somehow managed to survive the TVA. Uh, maybe one of their members decided to recruit her, uh, like they did this Loki, because they were like, I don't want to kill a child, you know, bring him in. I'll bring, we'll bring her in, we'll raise her, and then she betrayed them. 
that would make sense. We explain why she's able to use their technology and stuff like that. Um, but I'm not so sure that's what's happening here. First up, they re like I guess yes, that first theory is really solid because it explains why they'd be distrustful of Loki. Uh, explains a lot of things, especially if he's a really common variant, having, you know, raising her, that kind of stuff. But I don't think that's why. I think, and this is just a very, very, very out there theory, I think that the female Loki might be from the old multiverse. Okay, so the Timekeepers apparently, uh, saw this massive multiversal war, and so they decided to bring order to the universe by forging the one this one sacred timeline. They're still, you know, making it. The fact that they haven't, haven't finished it yet, at the very least, indicates that it's an ongoing project, so it's recent-ish. Um, and I'm wondering, since Loki's, Loki is immortal and all his, you know, ver counterparts would be, if she was a survivor of the old multiverse. That would make sense, right? Because after the Timekeepers got away with the multiverse, even if any of them managed to survive by, like, hopping into the main timeline, uh, they would be treated as variants. And once the Timekeepers got up and running, they would start hunting them down and killing them. So, Loki might be someone who survived the multiverse collapses. Maybe the last survivor of the old multiverse. Which actually would explain her motives a lot more. If she was raised by the TVA ever since she was a child... I just don't see how she would, like, yeah, it's Loki, so maybe you could just say, well, yeah, but Loki, you know, always ends up betraying the people who raise him. It's, like, fair. But I don't think that would... I, I just don't fit for me. I, I don't know why. It just doesn't seem to fit. Her action, the way she was, like, disgusted with the timekeepers and stuff like that, it's like, no, 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 she doesn't just, like, dislike them, like, disagree with them or whatever. I think she genuinely um hates them. And destroying her, you know, entire timeline would very much fit into that. Uh, she even says, I don't want to take over the Time Variance Authority, because she actually tells Loki that, that she has no interest in ruling them. And her actions at the end of the series, at the end of the episode, she, uh, takes all of the time grenades she had been, the time charges, which were meant to erase multiverses, and she's done something to them. She's altered them. When they turn on, they like turn purple instead of orange. Uh, and then a do time door time door opens up beneath them, and they go off to other points. And then suddenly, hundreds of variants, variant timelines start emerging from the main timeline. You know, all the TVA officers are, like, rushing in slow motion, rushing out of their doors. Even, like, the judge who has been sitting in, like, working in the office is, like, putting on her old armor and rushing out. It's, you know, all hands on deck. we got to call all these timelines. But what if her goal was simply to resurrect the multiverse? That was her goal, to bring it back and then to kill the Timekeepers, destroy the, the Variance Authority so that they could never just, never uh, bring it down again. Which makes sense if she was a survivor of the old multiverse. Because since they're in, if the infinite timeline thing is a thing, that means her timeline might be recreated and she could hop back into it. Theoretically speaking. She'd probably have to, you know, kill a variant of her uh, version of herself so she could slot in. But that might be her goal, is to go home, to bring her home back. To bring back the multiverse. Um, and that would actually make it kind of, like, tragic. Like, because it really does put into perspective. Like, the Timekeepers didn't just, like, put everyone in a timeline. They slaughtered billions of timelines. Like, maybe infinite. Like, they took so many realities that had their own worlds and people, and they just erased them. So they could have this one perfect little timeline. Um... And if there was a survivor of that, oh, they would definitely want to burn the whole thing down. 
So, yeah, that's my theory on what uh, female Loki is. Now, what's interesting, though, is I'm not sure if Loki was really planning on betraying them or if he was just saying that, because there's this little scene where he kind of, like, bends down near the officer who was accompanying him uh, that she took over and knocked out. And I think we're going to be revealed that either, like, there are a few moments in this uh, this show, it's like, I think Loki did a little sleight of hand there. Maybe he didn't. I might just be, like, over, you know, overthinking this. But I have a feeling that he probably slipped them some, like, piece of information or something like that. Maybe he did. Maybe he did betray them. Maybe he's just sick of it all. Uh, but I got the feeling he was bonding with Mobius, so I'm not entirely sure he just, like, double-crossed him out of the blue like that. Just, I mean, it is a very Loki thing, as Mobius says. He's literally, he's seen his entire life. He's literally stabbed people in the back, like, 50 times. So, you know. Um, I don't know. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see where Loki goes from here, because, uh, the female Loki fled away from a time door while, you know, during the, after she bombed the timeline, which is just so cool to say. I love that I can say that somebody bombed a timeline. Oh, beautiful. But, uh, anyway, so Loki followed after her and, you know, Mobius and them were like shouting, don't go, don't go, no, 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 and vanished. So I wonder if he's trying to hunt her down. Maybe he wants revenge for, you know, beating him up, calling him a lesser Loki, that kind of stuff. Uh, maybe he wants revenge just because she rejected his plans or whatever. Maybe he genuinely just wanted to escape the time authority. Maybe he'll team up with her. Who knows? It'll be interesting. Uh, we saw all those scenes in the, you know, uh, the trailers, like the one on Black Wid- with Black Widow. I'm really interested to see what that's about. Uh, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's uh, an episode of mostly, of mostly Rampant Theorizing with a bit of me talking about, not, uh, you know, describing a show. So, hope you liked that. Might do more of these theory videos. I kind of like it, actually. I like, I like just theorizing about this stuff. Anyway. Uh, next time, we are going to be doing a book. So, schedule, schedule, schedule. Ah, here it is. So I'm going to be doing One Good Dragon Deserves Another by Rachel Aaron on Tuesday. And then hopefully I will have finally finished Subnautica because I seem to be taking my sweet time with that one. <laughs> Sorry about that. Subnautica is a crafting survival game. I get kind of lost in those, you know. Which is, you know, good. I have a massive base now, and I have most of the stuff built, so, you know, I'm probably going to be th- trying to find the last uh, alien artifact. So, oh, that's spoilers, David said spoilers. Well, okay, Subnautica, underwater base, alien artifacts, that's just a given. Uh, so, yeah, hopefully we'll be doing Subnautica Splow Zero next Friday, but I'm not sure if I'll finish it by then. I have a lot of stuff going on right now, so I might be doing just another movie or something like that. Uh, we also have Loki next week, so maybe I'll do that. Just depends. Uh, you can definitely count on... Uh, One Good Dragon Deserves Another. It's a book by Rachel Aaron. It's the sequel to uh, Nice Dragon Finish Last. You know, the first book of that series I was talking about, Harsh Striker series. It's the second book in that series now, so it's going to be really good. Really good time. Hope to see you all there. Bye. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode, and thank you for listening to The Dragon's Library. Please, subscribe to this podcast to be notified of new episodes. The Dragon's Library releases new episodes Tuesday and Friday each week, and you can follow us Twitter at dragon underscore library two. If you want to suggest an episode topic, my email is in the description below. As always, thank you so much for all your support.